Jesus. Wow. What a wonderful presence of the Lord in the house today. Thank you, minstrels, worshipers. Oh, Levites, how wonderful. Amen. Just to go into that place, that place of worship, the place of praise where they took us, and then we went into worship, and then we entered into intimacy. And in that place, that secret place, the Lord just visited us, and he visits us with his presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, we have some announcements. I guess we can put them up on the screen. Do we have them on the screen? The announcements? And then I can go from there. We're entering into, of course, we're in this month of September, so there's New Creation Women. Uh, it's always the second Saturday of the month at 9 a.m., and then there's men's ministry, and it also is the second Saturday of the month. Pastor Jim Mariotti uh, heads that up with help from many people, and we're just uh, thankful, and he might be able to use a little more help. And, um, but we're very thankful for these times. We want to invite each and every one to come to the breakfast. We want to invite you to come also um, during the next couple weeks. We're going to have a special time. Pastor Frank's been ministering on uh, divine favor, on the favor of the Lord out of the uh, book of Isaiah. And he's been ministering that to us. We want to invite you to give if you order from Amazon that you would uh, go ahead and uh, plug into that and use smile and you can designate touch heaven it's kind of hard to go into announcements after all that isn't it that's why I'm fumbling around a little I can be real right can I be real with you I'm just fumbling a little um, and so also we do have the announcements actually in a handout in the back so I would invite everybody to uh, pick one up if you have any questions about what's going on in the church amen we do want to let you know this, though, that we do meet at 9 a.m. in uh, the chapel area, and we have prayer, pre-service prayer. And so you're welcome to come in. Anyone is welcome. Uh, obviously, Pastor Frank and Lord Lee are not here today. Uh, they'll be coming back tomorrow. Um, and so they were, they were away for a little bit. They send their love, as always, always. They're... Their hands and their, their hands and their hearts are always on the pulse of the people at Touch Heaven. Always. They always want to make sure each and every one of you, each and every one of us is doing well. And so uh, we just send love from them, and they'll see you uh, this week. And so praise the Lord for that. Um, if I could ask someone to get my glasses out of my First, go ahead, Michelle. See what happens when you get caught up in the spirit? You're supposed to be able to navigate that, right? Uh, but anyhow, um, it's, it's a blessing to be able to thank you. It's a blessing to be able to be here and to minister. There's so many more that could be up here ministering. And, and that day is here and does come, and we're thankful for them. 
Today I've been assigned to bring the word. So that's what I want to do. Um, Pastor Frank, and he often, and, and well, so often, even if he's away, you know, he's carrying on with a, with a theme and a teaching that he does. And so with that, you know, we're, we're wanting to continue in some ways. I'm going to minister on favor today. Um, as I pondered it, I pondered it from a different perspective. And I pondered, and then the Lord dropped in my heart a word. And when he dropped it in my heart, I was looking for the connection of this word to favor. And I realized that what the Lord was wanting me to do, and Father, I just ask in Jesus' name that, Lord, that you would use these lips of clay, and the Father, you would just flow through my spirit. Let it be fresh and in the spirit, just as you were putting it in my spirit over these last days. Let it come out, Lord, and let it be every word that you have chosen. Nothing of myself, but all of you, for your glory and the benefit of your people. In Jesus' name. And hello to those that are online. Welcome to Touch Heaven. So I was going to minister on favor. And Pastor Frank has been teaching on favor. And how many know he's a strong, in-depth, five-fold teacher and apostle? So he's been teaching on favor. I kind of roll with it in the spirit. So we're, we're really kind of opposite, actually, the, unless the Lord has me where he sits me down and says point by point, point by point, and then I'll sit there kind of grinding my teeth a little, but I'll do it. So it's just how it works out. So anyhow, he's been ministering on favor. So when the Lord gave me this word and this was, was depositing inside of me, I said, Lord, I have to go along with the apostle of the house and what he's teaching. So somehow this is, has to go in to that and the Lord ministered to me that it was going to go into that and why was it because I'm going to bring the opposite side of what would be a hindrance to the favor of God because sometimes you know we don't even have we don't even see the favor of God because we have so many things in front of us that gives us a hindrance to that favor one of them is unbelief one of them is fear. One of them is religiosity. One of them is thinking we don't deserve it. And it all comes from this flesh and what we have lived in in our lives without the transformation of the Holy Spirit inside of us. So I want to minister I want to minister on favor and bringing in just like Jeremiah said. Sometime we, the Lord, you know, we, the Lord said to Jeremiah, you got to pluck it out and then you can go ahead and plant. You got to get rid of this and so that you can do that. And so sometimes I always go to the reverse side because those are things that we deal with on, in our lives on a daily basis sometimes. There are things we deal with on a daily basis that we don't say anything to anybody about except Jesus or ourselves. How many have those self-conversations and then you wonder, why did I go down that road to have that self-conversation when we already know the truth and the truth has set us free? Now, we do walk with 
and are told to put on the full armor of God. And with that full armor of God comes the breastplate of righteousness, and we know that we're in right standing with the Lord. We've had so many series teachings, uh, weeks of the righteousness of God. But we have to take that shield of faith. And it's the shield of faith, it says, so that we can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. You see, when we're in the midst of any kind of a battle or any kind of a receiving from the Lord, there are going to be fiery darts that are going to come. And how many, and I just feel to say this right now, how many have walked through and continue to walk through an ongoing prayer request that you're praying for that you have not yet seen manifested and the enemy just tries to make it seem like it's never going to happen. It's never going to be. You just keep praying this way, but it's not going to happen. Well, that's where, where we have that breastplate of, uh, I'm sorry, that's where we have that shield of faith that we hold up against the fiery darts of the wicked one. But sometimes the wicked one, sometimes Sometimes can be our we're our own worst enemy. So we feed ourselves things that are not speaking the favor of God, but they're speaking the negative because why? Because of what we see in the natural. You see, the scripture tells us that the that the that the spiritual person, the natural person cannot behold or see the things in the spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit in us does that transformation. And when we're getting hit with attacks, when we're waiting on answers, when we're still standing in faith and we make a confession of faith and we're waiting on our healing and we're waiting on deliverance and we're waiting on finances and we're waiting on God to move as he has promised us in certain areas and we don't see it, then we're going to, that shield of faith is there to protect us from the enemy, but we have to know that we have to use all of the resources of God with declarations and believing beyond the point of believing. That's faith. That's faith. Where he takes us, I don't care what I see and how weak I feel, I know what the Lord says. And sometimes we have to pick ourselves up to do that. Sometimes we might look for somebody else to say it or do it, but we have to do that. That's where that transformation of the Holy Spirit and that strength from within comes. Now, I'm going to talk about favor. So what do we mean by the word favor? Well, I wrote this down. Favor means God stepping into one's situation to make a difference. Favor and grace. I remember Pastor Frank did a teaching. I don't know if any of you were here for it. It was a long time ago. And he put... He put a covering over himself, and he walked up and down that aisle, and he had two people behind him, and he said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and, and that was such an example of God's goodness and mercy following. Well, we put on, and we have that same released favor from God, that same grace you know, Mary, she was called the mother, of, the mother of Jesus. She was said, you are a favored one. We can say the same. We don't have to be afraid to use Mary's name. She was an example of a disciple that followed the Lord. We, we are favored in the eyes of God. 
It's his approval. It's his preference. It's his kindness. It's his grace that he freely gives and bestows upon us. It's a favorable time. We've been hearing about, out of the book of, um, out of the book of uh, Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. I want you to say, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. You see, even though it was speaking and Jesus declared this in the temple, it applies to you and I. For the spirit of the Lord God is upon us because he has anointed us with his Holy Spirit. That's how the kingdom is broadcast. That's how the kingdom accelerates. That's how the kingdom expands. We're not just people that come to church and sit in chairs. We are people who go and move in kingdom power and and, and his principles, and we go out. And, And you know, God does have principalities. He has angelic principalities. We focus so many times on the principalities of darkness. Well, I got news for the principalities of darkness. We agree together and we know and recognize that there are principalities of the Lord's host that are in the heavenlies. It is not just we're on a defense, we are on an offense. And so many times we take the defensive prone. I have to hold on. I have to push back. I have to take this. I have to keep this. No, I have to move forward and tell the enemy out in the name of Jesus in cooperation with the spirit of the living God. That's how it has to be. You see, it's a mindset. But each and every one of us is called and anointed. We have the voice of the Lord inside of us. We have the word of God inside of us. You see, this flesh, there's a battle in the flesh realm. There's a battle with physical ailments. There's a battle with mental things that come against us. There's a battle, but the battle is what? The Lord's. He gives us the victory. He gives us the victory every time. Yes, you know, I remember, and you can probably account for this, when you were perhaps a new Christian, and as soon as, as, soon as you prayed, he answered. And as soon as you called out, there he was. And that's what's called that infant stage. Not that he doesn't do it today, because he certainly does. But it's that infant stage. Like he just answers right away. He says, I'm daddy. I'm here. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to show you who I am. And then, you know, we begin to go into that 
preteen stage in the spirit. And then we go into that mature stage in the spirit. And you know, it's the mature ones that need to stand in the gap for those that are weak. It's the mature ones that have to instruct and preach and teach and declare the word of the Lord. Because some of the little ones, they don't know. And they get lost in it. But I remember, I said, Lord, you know, I sure I'm waiting a long time for some of these answers. How many have been there? It's okay. You could be honest. Yeah. I'm waiting a long time for this. Doesn't mean you're not going to answer. Doesn't mean you have an answer. Doesn't mean the answer's not already on the way. But even Daniel waited. Even Daniel was forced to wait for that answer. But what happened? It did come. So we're talking about favor. So Noah, well, first of all, I'm going to try to share this at the end because I really like it. It's uh, something that the Lord put in my spirit. And I want to share just the word epic. epic. So anyway, his grace, which he freely bestows upon us and gives us, is it's a favorable time. It's a favorable season. It's a favorable epic. To know the Lord is to walk in his divine favor. And it is the highway to connect your destiny. Favor opens the gates of increase. And it goes before us. It resides in us. And it prepares the way. You see, sometimes our way and what we think in the natural is not the Lord's way most of the time. But his way is the best way, whether we understand it or not. Leading, guiding, and directing our paths. That's what he's about. If there's a closed door, we don't try to kick it in. We move by the Spirit and allow the door to be closed. There's an open door. We don't hesitate. We go over the threshold into what the Lord has as directed. So the Bible says in Genesis 6, 8, that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. When you're connected to favor, you're connected to good and to grace because he's filled with favor. Philippians 2.13 says that God is in us at work to do his will and to work his good pleasure. So the Holy Spirit inside of us, and I always go back to the Holy Spirit. It's something I'm just called to teach on. But the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit inside of us is doing the transformation work on the inside. And as he's transforming it's, we get a freedom to be able to receive the promises of God. Even though we receive them sometimes, we might have a tendency to look at them and say, I know I'm receiving them, but do we fully walk in them? We can receive them, and we can have them, and we can set them somewhere. But are we walking in them daily? I went to a football game on Saturday, and I didn't realize that in order to get in, you had to have cash. I didn't have any cash. I had a card, but I didn't have cash. So I was behind this gentleman that had four children, and they were carrying a box of Dunkin' Donuts, 
And I just said to my granddaughter, we don't have cash. I have to leave and go get cash. And he said to me, he turned around and he said, you don't have to leave to get cash. I'm paying for you and, your, and this little girl. It was divine favor and a, a divine appointment for that time. So those are the little things that we can believe God for that we look and say, oh, that was wonderful. But, but we also have to believe for the bigger things. In Judges 6.12, Gideon said, uh, the Lord said, um, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, the Lord is with you, favored mighty man of valor. So even in the midst of Gideon, with all of his lack of seeing himself in a certain light, he could receive that he was favored of the Lord. And God had to keep scooting him along. Are you in that place today where God's saying, I'm favoring you, and I'm, I'm scooting you along, and I'm moving you along in the things I favored you in, right? Uh, uh-oh, somebody's getting a strong witness on that one. And I'm, I'm saying, come on now, I've already given you this, and, and I'm moving you along. Gideon needed, he had to throw out how many fleeces to try to get the right for him. Not because God, and God didn't get mad at him, but not because of anything with the Lord, but because inside, he just wasn't there. And so God was getting him there. So that sometimes is, that sometimes is where we are. You know, with the Lord saying, you know, I'm going to get you to where you need to be. And sometimes we're blinded to that because we won't, we don't, we keep those things to ourselves. We don't admit those things. We keep them to ourselves because we work them out with the Lord. So I want to talk pretty quickly about some hindrances. Hindrances to walking in the revelation of the favor of the Lord. Now there's some people missing in the house today. And I just want to say that those that are missing, we miss you. And we're not sure why you're not here, but we ask the blessing of the Lord upon you, and we hope to see you back next week. So it's unbelief. Mark 6, 3 to 6 says, Is this not the carpenter's son? The carpen, uh, is this the carpenter's son, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were talking about Jesus in his own hometown. There's a point to this. And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could not do miracles there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. And he marveled, he wondered at their unbelief. Unbelief can keep us from walking in the promises and the favor of the Lord. Unbelief. Because Jesus, even in his own hometown and among his own people, couldn't do any miracles there. Because they were walking in a spirit of unbelief. And that unbelief inside can stop us from even receiving what God has for us. Unbelief is something where it's, it's a lack of or a non-existence of faith. 
And Jesus, Jesus ministered to people like that. And he ministered to the man whose son kept throwing himself in the fire. Do you remember that in the scriptures? And Jesus looked at the, at the son. If you read that whole um, scripture uh, coming out of um, Mark, I believe it is. If you read that whole beginning scripture, it says that the scribes and Pharisees, the scribes were standing around and there was this big um, conglomerate of people. Now this man, his son was sick. His son was throwing himself in the fire. His son was demon possessed. And this man... The disciples and the scribes, but it says the scribes were reasoning and talking to the disciples. Well, the scribes are people of the law. They're the religious system. They're those that interpret what is said by the Pharisees and they write it out. So when they're doing that, it's getting in their own spirits. So a definition of a scribe is a member of a learned class in ancient Israel. Uh, through New Testament times, uh, they studied the scripture and they served as teachers, jurists. So they were basically having a discussion about a man that needed to get healed and delivered. And this man was coming for help and there was this great crowd, but nobody was doing anything. The disciples tried to cast it out and... The man was so desperate, he said, Lord, I, I have unbelief, but help my unbelief. He wanted help. He couldn't get there, but it was the favor of God which Jesus came to perform that miracle, that deliverance, when everyone else in that whole situation couldn't lift a finger. The, Jesus said to his disciples, this kind doesn't come up but by prayer and fasting. Why? Because they needed to fast themselves into some kind of a religious system? No, because they needed to have a heart that could believe beyond the point of belief leaving and what they seen because God wanted to activate them and he wanted to move them. The Lord wanted them to have the heart of faith to know that it doesn't matter what I'm seeing. I know that God is still able to deliver. You see, because when we look with our, these eyes, the natural, we look at things that don't even matter. We have to look with eyes of faith, eyes in the spirit realm to see beyond where we are and to know and to understand that the Lord has our children. He has our families. He has the nation. He has the nations. He holds everything in his hand. It's not difficult that he can't deliver someone from drugs and alcohol. He can deliver. He can set free. He can stop the manifestation of what the enemy wants to do in the earth. He is able. What does he need? He needs the anointed ones to speak and to move and to do. It doesn't matter. Whatever area, territory, region, whatever God has given, he said, I have given you dominion and favor over that area. So we believe him for his divine favor, his grace to overcome no matter what the obstacle is. We have to build ourselves up into that most holy faith and receive what he has. When the report comes from the doctor, such and such is happening. This is going on. It doesn't look good. 
How do we receive it? We don't. We receive it with the combat of the Word of God in faith. And we believe that no matter what they're seeing, no matter what we see, no matter how it looks, we know that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. So what was happening there? The natural man cannot, the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. It's, it's the thought patterns of the religious and the thought patterns that sometimes, beloved, are within us. They've been deposited within us. Thought patterns that aren't biblical thought patterns. They need to be uprooted. And we see it even in family, don't we? We see it when we try to talk to someone. We see it when people get discouraged. We see it inside of our homes and inside of our communities. The thought patterns. But it's, it, it's those thought patterns, as the truth is preached, the Holy Spirit reveals, and hearts and minds are changed. Therefore, we know that we can receive of the divine favor of the Lord, no matter what. We walk in divine favor. We declare divine favor. We declare deliverance. We declare families coming out of darkness. We declare those things and decree them. And the Bible says, if you will declare a thing, it will be established. What does that mean? I declared it. So now it's established. It's established. There is the established mark of the declaration and now we move forward out of unbelief into faith and belief. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just stand myself up in the living room and have a nice talking to. I don't sit down because if I sit down, I'm a little too comfortable. I need to stand up so that there's some faith activation taking place. I need to stand up so that when I'm saying to the Lord, I'm going to move forward, I'm not sitting, I'm standing. I'm in an upright position with some feet moving. Because sometimes it takes that, picking ourselves up and saying, this is what I have to do because this is what the Lord declared. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in your midst? The spirit of the Lord is in us. He will both anchor us in truth and accelerate us into revelation of truth. He's going to anchor us in truth and then he's going to get behind us, and he's going to accelerate us in the truth that now has become a transforming revelation to us. If it's not a revelation and hasn't transformed, it's not an activated truth. We can move forward based on what people say and based on what we hear, but it takes a Holy Spirit fire and activation to move us and accelerate us into that place. Thank you. So the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. Most of our opposition and battle takes place within us, and it's not within the Lord. There's no battle going on in the throne room. 
the battle's already won. There's, there's all provision there. There's no lack. There's no lack in God's kingdom. Worship is there nonstop. There's no sickness. There's no mind battles. The decisions are already made. And all they're doing is, here, take this and release that. Take that, release this. Take that, release this. Can you just see it? Can you just see just an ongoing overflow of angelic presence? And the Lord is saying, answer that prayer. Take this answer. Do this. Give that provision. Here's that healing. Why? It's just, and, and you know, does he have to do that? No, because he's the God of all the universe. He just does it. It's just automatic. It's in the timing of the Lord. It's in he, he there's he's eternal. So what was already done is released to us. Think about that. Pastor Frank shared something on that. He shared about men getting ideas in this realm. But it was already developed and designed in the mind and the wisdom of God before it even entered this realm, before it even entered the mind of man to develop anything it was already done. It's the same with what is needed in our lives. He sees it. He's not taken off guard by it. And he's walking with us through it as we receive it. What are the hindrances? Waiting for answers too long and ongoing prayers, that can, be a, that can be a weight upon our hearts and upon our minds and in our spirits. And it's almost like a continual warfare. I've learned something being in this house. I've learned something walking with the Lord. I've learned something in a new place in my own life. It's not so much I have to get out there and have warfare every second of the day. All I need to do is worship. Worship. And as I worship, the Lord sets ambushments against the mental thoughts, against the anxieties in our lives as we worship. He sets the atmosphere to come out and walk in victory. As we worship, his presence comes quickly. His presence comes quickly in the midst of worship. Another hindrance is looking at what we see in the natural and equating it to our life. Just because we see it now, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Another hindrance is growing weary growing weary. When we grow weary, we begin to look at things with a different perspective. And what happens is when, you're, when we grow weary, we take on a, a covering that is not the covering of the Lord. It's a spirit of heaviness. And as that heaviness comes on, we continue to grow weary. We have to throw that off. And we throw it off by prayer. We throw it off by worship. We throw it off by a declaration. And we just say, I'm done. Have you ever done that? If you haven't done it, do it. Because you'll see the instantaneous result of standing up and declaring, I take off this spirit of heaviness and I put on the garment of praise. And allow him to move. Another 
hindrance is immaturity. We're not mature enough to know that we're new and we're new in this avenue, in this area, and we don't have a full understanding of the love of God, of the grace of God, of the glory of God, of the peace of God. And another one, which is sometimes hard for some of us, is that self-worth. We don't always feel like maybe I deserve it. I don't really deserve that. And then, trust me, the enemy will bring everything in your head to tell you how you don't. But really, it's only a hindrance to what you already have. It's just a hindrance. It's just like a little flick. Flick a flea. Flick a flea. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. So the scripture tells us that in Jeremiah, the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. This applies to all of us. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to root out, pull down, to destroy and to throw down, but then to build and to plant. Because when the things that are not from the Spirit of the Lord are inside of us and their roots, they will grow. Roots will grow. But when they're pulled out and they're destroyed and the planting of the Lord, which is the seed, the seed of God, that, that eternal seed that he planned and purposed in us before the foundation of the world, when that is free to grow, it's a building and a planting. It's an expansion and an acceleration. It's seed going all over. It's seed that's manifested in the presence of God and before people for his glory. Remember that. If there's anything that's holding us back, we need to look at it. We need to address it in our own personal lives. We don't need to beat ourselves up with it, but we need to see it. And if it's a hindrance to anything that God is doing and growing inside of us, then we have to put it aside and we have to call it out and command it to go. Lord, your favor is resting upon us and we receive it even though we don't see. That's a good prayer. So it is with faith. And Lord, I'm pouring out that which I received because the Lord uses you and I as vessels to pour out. Someone might have a word. Someone might have an encouraging word for you. You just happen to call. You just happen to go by them. And they, and they just said something to you that was unexpected. That, my beloved, is a word from the Lord to receive. Maybe they're not standing there. Let me tell you, don't stand and expect, thus saith the Lord all the time. Just let our hearts be open to hear this is the word of the Lord. And to hear when God releases his counsel and his prayers and his ministry through each one in the body. I have more, but I don't even know what time it is, so I'm going to stop. I'm going to talk. This scripture is John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So God gives us the truth, and he helps us to be spiritually minded. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know and understand what he has freely given us. He has freely given us favor. 
And this is what we speak. Listen, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught us by the Holy Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual world, uh, words. For the natural man does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they're spiritually discerned. But we have the mind of Christ. And so in having the mind of Christ, we move in that power. I'm going to share something with you. This will be the close. So I was studying time seasons, and I really didn't think about epics. Well, E-P-O-C-H-S. And for the longest time until this morning, when I looked up to understand how, how to say it, um, I was calling it epochs. So, like epoxy, I don't know. But anyhow, it was kind of interesting because epics is mentioned in the Bible, and I believe it's mentioned in um, the book of Daniel, uh, but, it's, but it's mentioned. And it's, it brought me to it because of something that Pastor Frank had said in one of his messages about the favor of the Lord. And I thought about it in relation to the end times and to what is going on in the earth today and what is going on in our lives as we are those called to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Sometimes we become dry in the preparing the way for the coming of the Lord, and we're not real sure. You know, if, you walk, if we walk down a path, and, and it's nighttime, and, we're, and, you know, and we're, we don't have the light on, or there's no light outside, or anything shining, we can step into some potholes, or we can stumble. But we thank the Lord that he gives us his word that sheds light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pathway. So when he brings us into some new times and seasons, he's going to reveal his light. He's going to walk us by the spirit of God. And there are, we're changing. There's transformation taking place in each of our lives. If we went through here and asked, are you the same as you were a month ago or six months ago? I think the majority would say no. Not, not just because we're being transformed in that spirit realm, but with things happening around about us. So we're all looking for the Lord to speak to us and answer us in this time. Well, Pastor Frank, in sharing about epic, well, sharing about things in heaven being released into the earth at a divine design time, I, I felt led, and I had this word epics come into my spirit. In the English dictionary, epic is defined, listen with your spiritual ears, as an instant of time considered to be the starting point for a particular period or event. I'm going to say it again. Epic is designed, is defined as an instant of time considered to be the starting point for a particular period or event. We talk about times and seasons and epics. Epic time refers the starting point used to calculate. Thought it was kind of interesting that the Lord would drop that in my spirit. 
What does epic mean in the Bible? Epic comes to us via Latin or from the Greek. Epoche, epoche, meaning cessation or a fixed point. In turn, it comes from a Greek, another Greek word, meaning to pause or to hold back. But epic was first dropped into the English language. What am I saying there? I'm saying that this epic time was used by people who were developing a computer to figure out what date should we start, okay? But that epic time has already been eternal. Not for computer whizzes, but eternal for us. Because there's a time clock. And we know that the Lord is moving, and we talk about the last days. There, there's a time clock. There's a epic time in the spirit realm where the Lord is moving. He's moving nations. He's moving people. He's causing us to be those that are prepared to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. It's not by any accident that we're living in this time. It's an epic time in heaven, and it's an epic time in our lives. And we need to look at things in the spiritual realm to understand that there's a starting point, and there will be a cessation, because the Lord is going to come. He is coming, and he's coming for his bride, and he's coming for the nations, and the nations are going to see him, whom they wounded, and they're going to look. And the Lord tells us that in the scriptures. So I want to ask us to come stand to our feet today. And although I didn't primarily pursue on the favor of the Lord, I think you I think God gave us what we needed. I believe he did. He released into us what was needed. And some things that sometimes when when I minister, it's like, I feel like the Lord has a machine gun, but not a real one, but a spiritual, a spiritual machine gun where do, 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 do that. They need that. Do, 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 they need that, 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 say that, say that Be, because lives are represented here. And when lives are represented, the Lord is moving to minister and to speak a word and to bring something forth that's going to minister to you. So I'm going to ask some. Uh, I'm just going to pray a prayer, and then I'm going to ask um, Pastor Ralph to come and take, take the, receive the offering. We're going to do it a little different, and he'll explain what we're going to do. Um, but would you, would you agree just in prayer that we seal this word? And, I, and just agree with me as I pray. Father, the word of the Lord is true. It's just and steadfast. Lord, I just believe that what needed to be poured out in this house, Lord, is poured out. Father, I thank you for the anointing that is here and, and the worship and the altar time and the hearts and the lives that were encouraged and changed and healed. Father, I thank you for, uh, Lord, the opportunity and, and, and the ministry, Lord, that flowed through me. I pray that it will be good seed that it is good seed 
and that, Father, in the midst of it all, because of who you are, you will uproot those things, Lord, that need to be uprooted. And you will plant the good planting of the Lord. And, Father, you will seal this word and this seed by your Holy Spirit. And that, Lord, it will not just be a seed that is just now and we walk away and we forget what we heard. But, Lord, it will be something that will continue to produce Produce righteousness, produce the divine favor, produce what needs to be produced in our lives as we submit to you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you that you be glorified. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. And we put our heart in your hands. And we seal it all, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ralph.